hi so i wanted to record another episode and this is gonna have to be a quick one because i have permission to leave uh, my house at 6 p.m and it's already 5 36 and i really wanted to record an episode today to mark the the exactly five months since i last saw my children so um I last had the children on March 19th, today is August 19th, so uh, it was March 19th was the British Mother's Day and that was the last day that I spent the day with the children. I haven't saw or spoke to them since the day after except my son on his field trip that I went on. Um, So today I'm not very prepared, I was hoping to be a little bit more prepared and write things down because... I wanted to speak about a specific topic. So my sister, my little sister has been giving me some ideas of things that I could speak about. And one of the ideas was about becoming a 90 day fiance. And I thought this would be a great idea to speak about this. However, one of the main topics that I really, really, really wanted to talk about was the N word the narcissist my mother-in-law told me that my husband is a narcissist and I really didn't know exactly what a narcissist was until I had to deal with him I never really knew much about the word I think I was first introduced to the word when Donald Trump was becoming president and I that's pretty much he is the definition of a narcissist uh so my so what i'm what i'm thinking is because i will have two court dates coming up this week on tuesday there is a motion his motion for contempt of court for me not signing the papers to sell the house there is no court order to sell the house so I'm not in contempt of court so this will be interesting but that's his motion so that's what we have going on on Tuesday and I want to do a little episode to speak about that and also on Thursday is the criminal case so I want to do a little update then and tomorrow I'm hoping to record a little episode with my friend in London Uh, so Basically, what I would like to do is kind of tell my story backwards while the story progresses forward. So I'm going to kind of be, you know, bouncing back and forth with episodes, updates and and the case and how it progresses, but also going back in time and telling things about how the story came about so I one and so one of the most important important topics that um that will keep on coming up is narcissism because that's one of the one of the biggest issues and why this relationship didn't work couldn't work um why he will never work in any uh, any relationship um so uh, like I say I didn't know straight away and it wasn't until I think it was about two maybe three years before I 
no maybe just a year before I filed for divorce so but I, I think it was after having my daughter that my mother-in-law said to me that he's a narcissist and that's when I really started researching it so it was probably around 2020 um, when I was really struggling with his behaviours and I couldn't really understand what was going on with him um, and and I remember her saying to me that, that he was a narcissist and that he would have to have, that, you know, he needs someone that's docile, someone that's gonna do what they're told. And that's not me, I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna be happy being that kind of person that, that bows down to a bully. And so, um, so the more I read about it and the more I, uh, the more the more I, research that I did, the more things kind of started making sense to me and what exactly it was that I had been through. So the definition of a narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Narcissists who think the world re revolves around them. Now, there's a lot more to it than that. And if you've ever been with someone that's narcissistic and and also it's a spectrum it's not just something that you know somebody has this it's, it's a spectrum everybody has narcissistic traits and some people it's a lot worse than others uh some of the person some of the some of the symptoms of a narcissistic personality disorder is a sense of self-importance you know everybody kind of has that but for some people it's like you know their ego uh, is it like a, a an overinflated ego. Um, another one is a preoccupation with power, beauty, or success. Another one is entitled. Um, another one is can only be around people who are important or special. Uh, in, in, interpersonally exploitative for their own gain. Arrogant, lack empathy, must be admired. So, you know, everybody does have tendencies traits to to do some of these things but for some it can be a lot worse um one of the things that that i really think with um with narcissists that's uh hold on a sec that is uh very toxic and very damaging is um it's a it's a technique that's used by abusers and maybe not just narcissistic abusers, but um, definitely that's one of their techniques. It's um, intermittent reinforcement and it's what causes trauma bonds. So um, right from the start, there was things that, that was obvious that I kind of overlooked. And just yesterday I was on the phone with one of my friends in England and she, she actually reminded me that she had called me, that I had called her, sorry, I called her on my wedding day and I was really upset and crying because my um, husband, who we did, you know, we did get married that day, but he made me cry. That day he made me cry because he told me that um, he didn't know if he really want, wanted to marry me and I don't remember 
a whole lot about I mean I don't remember calling her I honestly do I do not I did not recall that I actually called her but I do remember that he made me cry and I was felt very very upset on my wedding day I do remember that and I think that um I've been so traumatized by that relationship um and things that he said and done that a lot of it that I've actually blocked out so I was really surprised when she told me that because I do remember being upset and I remember crying but I don't remember that that I called her so um yeah it was kind of crazy because there's things she she does know things she knows a lot more than than some people did she was close to me and she was there in the house when he strangled me when I was three months pregnant and uh her husband was there too and they you know they never really got involved because you can't really you know when it's a relationship with with that the it's really difficult to try and get involved because if someone's not ready to leave their abuser they're going to just fall out with anybody that's trying to make them or force them or you know you you just have all you can do is really support the, that person that's in that abusive relationship and try to encourage them to kind of do the right thing but at the end of the day they're going to do what they want to do and they're not going to leave until they are actually ready to leave so she did the right thing uh we uh, that particular time when he strangled me he was on a bender for three days and then we went to downtown to have drinks me and her we didn't have drinks because we were both pregnant at the time but we went and it was my birthday and we went and took photos together but I was really upset and disappointed because my friend and her uh, husband were over from England and we you know we had lots of plans to do things to do fun things together and he wasn't around he wasn't he wasn't getting involved he was going on benders just getting drunk and doing drugs and and we were not getting on very well at all during that time. Uh, that was kind of a normal occurrence, I guess. Um, so what happened was when his, when his mother told me that her son was a narcissist and I started researching, reading about it, I started buying books and this is when I really had to start getting comfortable with the idea that he was never going to change and this relationship was never going to work and that was really a hard pill to swallow because this was my husband and he was the father he's the he is the father of my children and I would have done anything to make it work and so so to read all the things that they say about narcissists that they're not going to change you know I remember both my both my mother and mom and sister-in-law both telling me that he's not going to change and just kind of get used to it and it was like wow you know like his behavior is so like horrible sometimes and how do you just get used to that how do you accept that somebody is that way and that they they don't they don't really care about you and you're not going to change they're not going to change and it's because we tried to do therapy and I, obviously it didn't work. Um, I wanted to do whatever I could to change, you know, like I have always liked to grow and read, 
when I started reading about narcissism, actually, it was it was around the same time of getting sober, actually, because that was uh, that that was all that was the turning point. Was getting sober, and then I I'd, I really started to read a lot. Of, I re- started reading books a lot. I wasn't watching TV anymore. I wasn't wasting my time. I was really trying to learn, and so I had been going to therapy for a while. I mean, I had. I had a few different therapists only since meeting him I never I never had any therapy in Scotland it's not something I don't think it's something that's as common in Scotland in in the UK to have therapy uh, I don't think that a lot of people do that I think they should it's good to have um it's definitely good to have people that you can talk to. It's like with the A as well. I like I said, drinking, blackout drinking is more acceptable in my culture, probably in in this culture too, and it's more acceptable than going to A. You know, like people wanna they want to see you out having a drink, thinking that that's having a good time, and not going to AA meetings because that's not really the idea of a good time. But actually, you know, like if you can actually speak about your issues, it shows growth. You, you know, like I'm nothing. I don't have anything against people that have that like to have drinks because I, I, I mean, I really did. I like to go out and do that. But I really do like to speak about about. Um, I think because I suffered in silence for the longest time, and I blame alcohol for keeping me in my misery. And I was just kind of drowning my sorrows. And so when I did finally find people that I could talk to after all that suffering and silence, it really felt good to be able to speak about it. So yeah, the, the um, finding out more, educating myself on narcissism came around the same time as getting sober. So it was in 2021, around the start of 2021, March was when I got sober and that's when I started reading a lot of books and there was a there was a few books that I read that um that really kind of stood out for me and the the one that I remember standing out the most and I I do think I mentioned it on the last um the last episode that I spoke on was codependent no more because I read this one again when I was in jail and that was the one that kind of made me think oh wow this is yeah this is definitely you know something that I can relate to and it makes sense um and it's something that I mean if you've not read it and if you've ever dealt with toxic behaviors you need to read this book it's so I like I, I someone in the one of the volunteers came into the jail with this book and I was like wow I absolutely love that book and she had brought lots of copies and other people wanted to read it and I was like you know I'm going to read it again but yeah read this like people need to read this book Uh, and so that was one of them and then Caroline Strawson that was another her her book was another one and there was there was the narcissist next door uh, I wish I had wrote all this down because so that's what I wanted to be more prepared for. But I can always like kind of circle back to this at a later date. And uh, 
go over it again. But um, these were the books, you know, these were the books that I read during my divorce, which obviously is still not over with yet, that I, that you know, I really took a lot out of these books. So Caroline Strawson, her book was Divorce Became My Superpower. And that was a great book, really liked that one. Uh, Narciss the Narcissist Next Door, that was another one. I really liked that book. And then uh, One Mum's Battle, that um that's the name of the group what what's um what's her name tina swithin tina swithin's book uh and her book is called divorcing a narcissist i believe that's the name of the book that particular book i read that book in like four days i could not put that book down and i was able to relate a lot with these books and with these women women's stories and the crazy thing is that my story is even, like, it's worse than their stories. My story is like, so I'm going to write a book and I'll, I'll share my story. I have no problem sharing my story. And obviously, it wasn't always easy to share the story. Whilst you're in it, whilst you're going through it, you you can't share the story. You're not, like, you. these people don't let you talk. They're, you're not, you're are not allowed to speak out about what's going on. And I wasn't for the longest time able to speak. And even though I'm still going through it, it's not even, you know, my story is not over yet. I'm no longer with him. I have no loyalty to that man anymore. He has put me through so much hell that this story needs to be told. It needs to be just not just for my benefit, but for other people that have gone through this kind of thing. You need to know that this is not okay, and there is there there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a way out. For me, um, it's taken a hell of a lot longer than it should because I, it's been it's been twenty months. Has it been longer than that? I think it's been twenty one months now. So we're at August, September, October, November. So, um, yeah, we're at nine. Yeah, it's so, I mean, in November, it's going to be two years. It'll be two years since I filed for divorce. And I don't think that the ma that I'll actually be divorced by November. Hopefully, maybe. I don't, I don't think so because of this criminal case that's still going on and so I guess I'll find out more information next week but um so I'll, I'll I'll cover everything a little bit more in detail and I'll try to be a little bit more prepared for my next episode I literally just woke up because I was tired I've been feeling kind of sad this week and I fell asleep and I was like oh I'm gonna have like five minutes to till I'm able to leave now and I only have three hours because I'm on house arrest I need to get back home by nine and so I just want to make sure that I get all I managed to get all that done but I really did just want to update you with an episode because uh, the kids I've still not saw the children and like I say it's five months uh, I, I've had my paperwork done for two and a half weeks for to set up the visitation and he, he, I, we actually got an email from his attorney saying that he had spoken to the woman at the visitation centre and he's not received the, the paperwork 
And I said, when I, when I heard that, I said, well, let me go call her because I speak, I've been speaking to her almost every day. And she already told me that there was three different dates that she sent the paperwork out. So I called her, she confirmed she had sent the paperwork out on three different dates. She still not heard back from him. He'll, all he literally has to do is get that paperwork, fill it out, sign it, send it back. Like, it's not that hard. It's like, I'd done it two and a half weeks ago. He's obviously stolen. Everybody, everybody thinks that as well. So it's like, he, he can try with these excuses that it's somebody else's fault that he's not got the paperwork. But at the end of the day, no, it's not, it's your fault. You're the one that hasn't made the effort. And, it, and why would you? Because the ball's in, the ball, you have, you have everything that you want right now. Everything, you have the upper hand, the kids are with you. You obviously don't care that the children are suffering, that they're not, they've not saw their mother. You've taken them away from everything that they've known and that doesn't bother you. And anyone that's supporting him and this, what he's doing, you're messed up too because you're just as you're just as bad for supporting this, knowing that he is abusing these children. He's taken them away from the one person that's constant in their lives. And he's been doing it for over a year. This is not something new. We know what he's like. We know what he's doing. So anyone that is standing by watching this and supporting this, you're just as bad as him. This is abuse by proxy. And I'm talking about the mom, the sister, any of the family, the babysitter, anybody that's involved, knowing fine well what this man is doing because it's really obvious at this point. Everybody around can see what he's doing. This, he's taken the kids away from their school, their daycare. He's taken them out of their, out of their home. He's taken them away from their mother. He, they're, they're in two counties away where nobody knows them and now my son's having problems already of course he will he's going to, he's how is he going to adjust to this without he's not even been in therapy for a year why is he not back in therapy as well it's like this is crazy this is a, this is a typical narcissistic move to take full control and then to start off somewhere else where nobody knows you them uh, what you've done to us and the whole the whole situation you know nobody knows anything so he can just start a new narrative and and then he can act like I'm the crazy the crazy ex the mum that's not allowed to see her children but he's not going to get away with this he's not because I've already reached out to the teacher I've already spoken to her I've already given her a heads up and when I get my kids back I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a meeting with everyone everyone's going to get updated on on everything that's going on and i'm going to keep on telling the story i'm going to keep on speaking out on the podcast and letting people know exactly what's going on because on tuesday we go to court on tuesday for his motion for me being in contempt of court for something that's not even a court order so this is another example of what narcissists do, legal abuse, frivolous uh, accusations. I have had to suffer a lot since filing for divorce. And if you think that my marriage was bad, this was not, it was nothing compared to my divorce. The divorce is where the real, the real serious abuse starts because that's where the children are used as weapons. That's where he's really playing the victim. 
that's where he's really using and abusing the law and pulling out all these false allegations and and remember as well that everything everything to do with police reports court reports everything's saved everything's in black and white and we will go over everything in detail in detail because the girl who made the false allegations against me she pretty much copied him was she paid by him possibly we maybe we will find out maybe we won't but we're not i'm gonna keep on talking about it and we're gonna you know we'll we'll continue along with this story and see where it goes as it develops so the next time um i'll record another episode just a short one on tuesday but tomorrow we'll speak to my friend in london and hopefully that'll be just a funny little episode and she's a big part of the story she's one of my bestest friends and she was the one that come up with the idea of creating a podcast um months and months ago before i even went to jail and she said that we should do this and i thought this would be good but then when when things really got serious that's when i was like okay the you know the amount of things that i've been through now there is huge amount of material things to talk about and the story is crazy it's it's important and it's you know it's there's a lot to it there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of developing pieces there's a lot going on and hopefully you can be with me through it all when I get my kids back and there's going to be a lot of things things are going to definitely start looking up they're going to turn around and they're going to start looking up very very soon because I've already lost everything I've I've already lost it all so there's not more there's not much more I can lose at this stage um except my sanity if if that was going to happen it would have happened already I was this close to getting on psych meds because I was sad I was depressed but I've been through the worst of it and I've got a lot of friends as well that are suffering similar situations that I am really close to. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of friends which I speak to on a regular basis and I'm really, really lucky for the huge support that I have because they're the people that have really helped me get through the tough times. And speaking to, speaking out about it is helping me too. So growing my social media pages for the podcast and letting people know about what's been going on is helping me too. So I look forward to sharing more.